This podcast is produced by Sunnydale Studios. I don't want just anybody. Let me choose you like somebody. Try to die up on a ride. It's forever when you stop Hey, lovers, welcome to episode three of the Big Love Energy podcast. I'm your host, Jessie Lou. This week, we are talking about healing through art, the story of Louis Lux. Uh, Normally I am the interviewer, but today I am in the interviewee seat being um, asked questions by my lovely producer Kat, who will be off screen. But yeah, we thought it would be a nice time to talk about how we got here. Um, And I'm really excited for you to learn a little bit more about what makes me me and why I started Louis Lux in the first place. It gets a little bit teary, so get your tissues and um, I hope you love. Hi, Jessie. Hi, Kat. <laughs> Let's get into the story of Louis Lux. Let's. So art has always been your safe place. Talk us through how young Jessie Lou would lean on art as a means to cope and heal. Lovely question. Um, yeah, I... I've always been a super creative kid, very vivacious. I actually, I think um, with my little Rafi, he's been such a mirror for me. I set, for those who know him, he's a very, like very, I was as a kid, he, remind, he reminds me, like he made me realize that that's what I was like as a kid. And I think I buried that along the way. Um, but yeah, very creative, bit weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got school friends that will vouch for that. I'd turn up to school and be speaking different languages that weren't real (laughs) and I don't don't know where that came from but that's just who I was I was always you know dancing or making fairy potions in the garden away with the fairies um but definitely um I used art as a yeah a healing tool a, a management of of expression um I lived in a household that you know at the time i didn't realize how heavy it was but it was a very heavy household um abuse left right and center um you know my parents did the best they could with the tools they had but having been through a lot themselves um and not having done the work um us four kids sort of got dealt the brunt of that and there were times growing up I wondered why they even had kids um yeah I I would lock myself in my room and I would immerse myself in what made me feel quite simply just free, which would be, um, yeah, at the time, drawing, dancing, writing poetry. And the funny thing is, like, my parents, when I say they did the best they could, like, I learnt my poetry and and the love of that and got all my stationery and my first paint set from my dad who was quite artistic and quite intelligent um but yeah just had those demons um my mum was quite like super like quite loving but also had the emotional intelligence of literally like a teenager so she was very irrational and I I learned very quickly to read them and and read into the moments that you know oh this is this is an okay time we can be this way um, and then there were times where you just did your bit. You just stayed out of, stayed out of the way. Um, and so, yeah, my room was my safe place most of the time. Um, and yeah, I, I think I lent into art so much that 
growing up and suppressing all that, you know, I'd, I'd almost say compartmentalizing the bad. I grew up thinking, oh yeah, um, life's not too bad. And it wasn't until I became an adult and a mum that I was like, oh no, it was wrong. <laughs> it was really bad. Um, so yeah, I think I've taken those tools um, along the way. Like I've just learned that art can heal and um, I think I've carried that into, well, that's why it's become my life's work because it really did help me survive in those years um, and, and remain positive and remain hopeful. And if I could have got through that time and still be, you know, who I am today and, and hopeful and positive and I know that it's such a powerful thing. So, yeah, in summary, you know, I, at the time I never knew that art was such a healing thing for me but as time went on, yeah, I just – I realized that that was who I am and really got me through those times. So yeah, I I went in recent years when I lost that, you know, that chance to express and and be immersed in art, I lost myself and it was, it was a hard time again. And so, yeah, I'm very, I I say all the time, I'm so grateful to live this creative life because it literally means the world to me to be able to do it every day, knowing like how full circle it is for me personally. Okay, fast forward to your teenage years now. Yeah. So talk us through how art then remained a constant medium of support for you as a teenager. Yeah, yeah. I um, did art at school and I did, you know, I was I, I, looking back, I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be um, like I want – I was – so badly wanted to go to dance school but my mum was so strict that she was like you're not going to dance school you'll get a boyfriend all the cool girls did it at school and I was like oh my gosh I just I don't want to get a boyfriend I just want to learn how to dance and be like the girls on rage and be a backup dancer for Janet like I just loved yeah it just it was I could feel that that's what I wanted to do and and then in, in terms of acting like I was always with my sister filming skits um using dad's old over the shoulder cam like it's like a big, <laughs> I'm going to say camcorder, but I don't think it's that. It's like the big vintage ones with film skits of us being like interviewing each other and like funny little skits that essentially is like TikTok before it's day. <laughs> um, so, yeah, always being creative, doing things like that. And, um, and then the art side of it in terms of, um, yeah, writing poetry, just, you know, doing lettering and, and, to the point that I would literally summarize Encyclopedia Britannica with my brush and just to be able to write. And I'd write my name like thousands of times over on paper. I'd just fill paper and yeah, it just made, it just was for me, it was just what I did. And then, and to my teenage years, you know, it was because of what was going on at home. And by then, like, it was pretty, um, the, the cracks were really beginning to show within my family. Um, my parents split and then in high school, um, you know, my dad said he was going away for two weeks um, and he never came back and I haven't seen him since. So that kind of, yeah, messes with you a little bit um, growing up. So I just turned to art in the way that I, it was such a calling for me and it was really confusing because, you know, my mum put so much value on looks and um, you know, you, you could be a famous model or like this, I'm going to, she's, you know, 
Asian. So she had this real like surface level thing with me that you're going to be a star because of this and this and this, but it's going to make us money because we got to a point where, you know, dad had left and she was left on her own and my two older brothers had left the coop, but they were sending money back. And it was all, it was just like a real like weird time where there was so much pressure to do well in that way, but also be really controlled. Um, so I wasn't able to, you know, actually properly pursue my path the right way it was like this weird time um so I just was a good girl and I was like yep I'll work this job and work that job I'm going to school I really want to be an actor so I'll do drama at school and I'll do art at school and it got to a point where I was like I think I could do this but at the same time it was just a really um yeah confusing setup at home um and it got to the point where you know got to grade 12 and I knew that I wanted to pursue acting and I convinced my mum like to get me into Latin dance classes because at least she could be there and she would watch like a hawk um in every class she'd watch um you know the entire time and the instructors would be like oh you you can join in and she's like no you know I just want to watch and make sure that she's doing the right thing so um that was that time and then after I left school I paid my way through well first year acting school went to founder school in Woolloongabba and 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 started there and I was like I'm this I'm gonna make this work like you know because mum was on board by this point because she thought financially it could pay off it was just money driven um but at the same time I was you know working in the city studying in the city traveling on a bus back to Logan um doing that every day trying to support the family um and at one point I said you know maybe perhaps I should move closer to school and and work because it'll just make things easier for me and mum being the way that she was and the the person she is um yeah let's just say it wasn't yeah I was not given a choice to to pursue acting after that um I was told to quit Um, my life depended on it and I had to go to that acting school the next day and just um, give it up and they just couldn't understand why I was doing that because I hadn't really um, I hadn't really let on that anything was happening Um, and I had a nervous breakdown and um, told them the truth of what had been happening and they said you're not to go back there I was 18 at this point, so I had every right to, to leave home, but um, I didn't go back home. I had what I had with me that day and I was worried about my sister, but I was at a point where I just, my hands were tied. I was wrecked um, and I knew that what was happening was wrong, but as always, I was just trying to be a good girl and um, not not ruffle the feathers, not, yeah, not let anyone down. But at this point, I just, I, I didn't know what else to do. So I left home that day and didn't go back. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So there have been a lot of moments in your life, really poignant moments. And one major tragic moment that happened in your late teenage years, one that almost foreshadowed Louis Lux as we know it today. Can you share a little bit about that time? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my first love, who I um, 
you know, after searching for love within my own family and acceptance within my own family for my entire life, um, a boy came along and, yeah, swept me off my feet. I was, um, after, you know, the the tragedy of leaving home and in such horrific circumstances, like I didn't want it to end the way it did there. I just really felt like it had, I had no choice. And so I, you know, moved on and, and you know, stayed in Brisbane, like found a place to live in Brisbane, um, made it work. I was working like stupid amount of jobs um, and, you know, kept on at the Latin dance school that my mum had originally got me into and that later on became my job um, dancing. Um, and, yeah, I was with my first love and he was in the army and um, things were looking up. I was just like, okay, this is what it feels like to be free. I'm I'm on my way here. And um, year passed and, yeah, in that time, um, um, sweet Ben um, tragically passed in a freak accident. Um, yeah. Yeah. And... I'll never forget, you never forget the phone call. You never forget the feeling of the day waking up, knowing that that's, um, like I knew it in my bones, something was different, something was up. And um, I got the phone call from the barracks and um, had to go in that day and and be told the news of um, that one person who believed in me was gone. And I, um, at the time, had two choices I felt um just completely go off the rails and I did for a, a little bit um or choose to um make his time with me worthwhile make his belief in me worthwhile and um I didn't want to cry because it doesn't upset me anymore I'm much better now I'm in a, I'm in a strong safe place Personally, I've done a lot of work, but it's hard not to because it was such a pivotal time. Mm. And, um, yeah, I just get sad because I, I, like, I never really dealt with it. Um, and that happened, you know, 20 years ago. So it just still feels like yesterday sometimes when I do get the chance to talk about it. Um, but, yeah, I, I vowed to him that I would um, love life in his name. And just remind people that to be alive and to age is a privilege um, and just to do your best um, and give love and and you never know what your love can do for someone else and his love gave me the strength to go on and create the life that I've created now. So, yeah, he was, he was pretty special. Yep. I think he'd be really proud of you, Jess. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. So as an adult mm -hmm. and then becoming a young mum, yes. talk us through how finding Louis became the Louis Lux that we know and love today. Yeah. Um, I definitely continue, like I never lost the love for arts and expression, like whether it be like I continued to dance, Um prior to having Jace, um, 
he's the reason why I think I was like five months pregnant and I was dancing in a club on a stage and a guy looked at me and was like (laughs) put two and two together that I was quite heavily pregnant and I went it's probably time to hang up the boots um and yeah so I yeah did it for as long as I could that was my form of expression at that time and then um gave you know gave birth to beautiful Jace who was such a miracle in himself and then um time passed and I you know life gets in the way I you know um put um my ex-husband's job first like we traveled for that and um I worked a number of jobs that were just you know to help pay the bills and I'd put myself and my art to the side for a good while there and um I got to the point um Jace was about six years old and I was working an events job in Brisbane um in a corporate job and commuting and I just was it was about three years in and I was also trying to give Jace a sibling and I just couldn't fall pregnant and I knew that it was the stress of this events job and the commute and and just um I just knew that I wasn't giving myself the best chance to um, fall pregnant. And I um, quit the job with nothing to fall back on and just went, you know what, I don't care if I'm going to go do a mindless job that just pays the bills so I can find what it is that's making me not live in my truth, in my to my full potential. Um, I didn't frame it like that in my mind at the time I was just like I've just had enough I just got to um go back to basics and what we're doing now isn't working so I um yeah quit the job I went and got a job washing dishes and making Italian sauces at the back of an Italian restaurant at the back of Madra Bar and um it was great like I was like oh yeah learn how to cook these sauces and and deal with like it was a great little crew that I worked with but you know and it was able I was able to do it late at night once Jace was you know school run sorted homework sorted fed in bed I'd go do my thing and during the day I would find Louis that little girl who literally sat at that desk in that room when she was seven eight nine years old finding trying to find peace amongst the chaos and I knew that in there laid some serious magic and it was that intuition that calling of going I don't care if people think I'm nuts I've just got to do this um and I created an Instagram page you know at the time you know people use their Instagram to post Valencia (laughs) (laughs) filtered pics of their food or you know their workout or just like of just a visual diary and for me I was like I'm not going to post my poetry or my art on there like they're going to think I'm woo-woo or so I just out of fear of judgment I just created a separate Instagram page um, I called it Finding Louis because that's what I was doing Louis my middle name um, and just started posting like things that made me light up um, I was sewing I was cooking um I was painting and writing poetry and I would just share bits and pieces every day and within a couple of weeks people were asking to buy the things that I was creating and I was like oh this is cool um and just intuitively was like I'm going to create a website you know got a Wix website which I regretted not long after because they're terrible (laughs) 
Um, sponsored by Wix. <laughs> sponsored by Wix. No, Wix is great, but it was just like, you know, I didn't basically hadn't really went in totally green, hadn't done any research, didn't have a business plan, just was going with the flow. And um, it worked for, you know, it, it got the ball rolling. Like I would create a couple of prints, get them printed at Officeworks and like reprinted and then put them on the website and they would sell. And I was like, tick, like this is cool. Like this is people want to buy my stuff. That's pretty cool. Um, and when I did create that website, I I was determined. I was like, oh, you know, because um, I did have that feeling within me that I was like, you know, if this becomes something and I want to be that Donna Hay, that Oprah, that Dopra, like I want the brand to have like a strong woman's name. I don't want it to be Finding Louis. It's too whimsy. So I was like, Louis, I was like, oh, what about Louis Lux? Um, and this is literally like eight, nine years ago. And I went, yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a cool name. So I, yeah, bought the domain, created the website, was selling prints and it just hasn't stopped since. And it literally was that pull that I felt like I drew that inspiration of like needing that art to bring me back to who I was, um, that I learned through that time in that room as a little girl, that, that same pull that I felt when I was going through that time after I lost Ben to go back to dance and just immerse myself in that and, and just bury the, any other noise out. Like I knew that that was my safe space and I did it again and it led me to, you know, um, after one round of IVF falling pregnant with Rafferty as well again it served me so well and gave me such a gift um, so and he was such an inspiration like he was my little muse like I was creating um, you know when I was pregnant with him so creative and creating all these prints knowing that he was coming along and then I'd be breastfeeding in the middle of the night and writing poetry about how I felt and then people would read it in the morning and be like oh my goodness that is exactly how I feel and it was just this beautiful like connection that I was able to create and feel with people and it just it really filled my cup quite simply and I just never wanted it to end so I'm still here oh I love that <laughs> I've got a question that we haven't gone through together yep. but I feel like it would be remiss of me not to ask it I'm sure some listeners will be thinking the same thing mm -hmm. do you think your life experience has enabled you to produce work for people that it, that is equally as happy as it is tragic for some of the work that you produce for your customers do you feel like your life experience just helps you produce that work that in turn creates a healing moment for them yeah yeah I do um I've said it before that I do feel like I'm the girl for the job um if I'm to turn something turn my pain and heartache into something beautiful then and that's my legacy then I will happily where what I've been through um to be able to be that person to you know I do feel that words and um you know expressing myself in that way is my gift and I can't sing so <laughs> the gift of being able to write it beautifully to get people's attention I feel that that's why I am who I am what I've why it's you know I've attracted this life and why um it just works it I do feel that yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's something, you know, without sounding too out there or or up myself, I do think that this is where I'm supposed to be and I, I know that I'm helping people um, in not your typical normal way but in my own way through art and 
I like preach it every day in my writing. It's like art is life, life is art. And, you know, we recently talked about Ethan Hawke's um, creativity speech and he says how, you know, art is – art isn't taken seriously until you need it like it's vital it becomes vital in those moments when you're going through something um and yeah I just felt so seen hearing that TED talk because I just I know that I personally couldn't have gotten through what I went through without it it literally helped me manage those feelings getting it down on paper dancing um you know reading a beautiful prose or poem like literally brought me back to center Um, so to be able to do that for other people and do it in a way that's quite custom and and bringing in their photos and particular Mm -hmm. words like that for me is my way of giving back art's given me so much and that's what I I just want to keep it going so yeah I am the girl for the job absolutely you definitely are the girl for the job (laughs) (laughs) you've mentioned how art has played a really important part in your life to date Mm -hmm. do you see your art and brand evolving as you continue to grow yeah, um, I look. I won't lie. The last two years of you know have been tough. Don't recommend running a business as a single mum going through a divorce and COVID <laughs> to anyone. <laughs> um, it's it's you know, and and because I am a creative, I'm I wouldn't call myself a businesswoman at all. I ha- I actually can't like it's not for me. I'm not I'm not a business forward thinking person. Like I I I'm heart driven. I want to do it for the love of art. So I know that I have to do that stuff and I try and delegate as much as possible, but it's not, it doesn't come easily to me. And yeah, this last two years has been difficult to navigate such a transitional time in the world. Like there's been so much anxiety. So, um, you know, I had, I was trying to evolve. Um, like I felt, uh, you know, the brand was in a place where I could, like I essentially want it to, to reach more people. I want it to be hallmark on steroids. I want people to go back to the art of writing beautiful message, messages to the ones they love and but to be able to frame it and make it a custom piece that they're like, you know, I love the old cards that I've been given and I have them in a scrapbook but I want people to be able to be like, that, you know, we don't we don't tell people enough how much they mean to us until they're gone or we don't have those thoughts. So for me, it's like, just, let's just spread the love while people are still around and, and, and champion and cherish those people. And so that's, that was the whole premise of like the whole, a lot of my products. Mm. So for me, I just, I really want it to become like a household name where people go, oh, we'll get a Louis Lux for them. Cause you know, we want to tell them like at their 40th or 50th or we're essentially in the business of births, deaths and marriages in those key moments. So for me, the evolution, I want it just to become a more normal thing for people just to celebrate each other and, and create something that they, it's easy for them to do that because it normally doesn't come easy. Now, that it quite often is the feedback that we get from happy customers is that, you know, you are able to, help us Mm. let someone know our feelings because it's hard to do that sometimes as humans so um I think for me I want to just keep that going um I really want to get my poetry out there more in terms of you know beautiful books I've been saying it for ages but the timing just hasn't been right the poetry book it is my life's work it is a little bit of an autobiography as such my life on paper and I've just been waiting to feel comfortable to share that so I think with this podcast and (laughs) and 
the chatty Cathy vibes I've been sending out. It's nearly time. So yeah, I think, um, yeah, get my, get my poetry published and just, yeah, keep doing what I'm doing, but just on a bigger scale and, and reach more people, um, more homewares, more just the good vibes, um, get, getting my message out on bits and pieces that you can have around your home and, and, and just, yeah, keep up the love. Love yep. that. So final question then, yeah. and you sort of teased it a little bit there when you mentioned your poetry book, but what is next for Louis Lux? What's happening in the next sort of three to six months that yeah. people might not know that you've got booing away? <laughs> Love letters. Um, yeah, no, I definitely think um, it's time to to release that book. Um, it's yeah, it's going to hopefully yeah. I think I see. I I want it to be that that gift that women give to women at a hard time. Like if you if, you, if you're going through it, I've probably been there. Um, mm in my story so hopefully at least even one poem in that book touches you know people that, in a way that can help them um and yeah definitely like I want I just really I really want to you know I, I haven't done it yet but get into the homewares games and be be in the news agents where you can just pick up a Louis Lux card um to be able to give someone and, and have the right words to give them um so really yeah looking at targeting that sort of that wholesale game and yeah just branching out a bit more yeah that's exciting yeah everyone is in your corner yeah I feel super supported I think I feel like um I've got amazing people around me I'm really happy within my personal life which has been um yeah just so pivotal in the whole like it's just been such a like it was a missing piece of the puzzle to have um that backing because I'm already not great at the self-worth, self-belief game thanks to conditioning. So um, to not have that in my corner for so long, it was a missing piece of the puzzle. So I really feel um, post the last two years, now's the time. I'm There's no there's no holding back anymore. I feel like this is the next chapter, pardon the pun. But um, <laughs> I just feel like I've got amazing people around me. I'm just so ready personally and I just want to make my kids proud and myself proud and that little girl sitting at that desk proud and the women sitting at home that feel like they can't that they're stuck or they're suppressed or they're not they feel like they've got more to offer that they can do it like I want them to see my journey and know that um from humble beginnings and like it's been a journey like there's been so many times there where I've just I think we're going to share on the Instagram page actually <laughs> times in my life where um even post Rafi and knowing that I had so much more to offer but just not being there um you know so many things have got to line up and it's 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 hard like you've got to back yourself you've got to take your health seriously you've got to um and and mostly your emotional and mental health you, that's got to be at a you know you've got to be strong you'll be able to put up with all the the doubt and the hard things that come your way in business and or whatever it is that you're trying to you know break into when you know that you have that potential you want to live to your full potential like there's so many little factors and I think for me like the this podcast and being able to talk on this level I want to be able to share what those things are like 
give people the strength and women the strength to be like, yes, you, you can feel that calling inside you. Let's talk about it. Let's get that out of you because the more women that are living or and men like living, like I'm no, no man hater, but um, <laughs> far from it, but just those women that haven't had the chance, haven't had the opportunity, have held, been held back or suppressed because it's common mm. um, um, to just come into their true light and start living to their full potential because it just creates happier humans. Um, and, yeah, we talk about happy wife, happy life, happy mum, happy baby. Um, I want to be able to make a change that way and and I feel like I've been doing this work for so long now and been through what I've been through to be able to extend that and share that with women um, through the beauty of social media and, and platforms like this. So why not? That's that's where we're going. That's, what, that's what's happening. So good. <laughs> so good. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. And yeah. I think it's probably the first time that you've really shared yeah, there's a lot been, of that yeah. in one sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been bits and pieces out there, but um, I feel like my community have been so um, patient with me over the years, been quite cryptic and, and mystical and shared um, bits and, and you, pieces. And you've ghosted a few times too. Oh, yeah, I just <laughs> dropped off, off the, the radar. <laughs> six months hi guys I'm back um yeah because I always want to come to you guys from a place of strength I don't want like I want to you know walk the walk talk like not just talk the talk I want to be able to have the strength and, and backing to to give advice from a place that I know that's working um and um I think that yeah, having been doing what I've been doing for so long now and being through what I've been through, I can vouch that um, um, I've got I've got things to share and I, if it helps people, then that's good. That's a good thing. And I'm just so sick of um, just protecting the, the, the doubt and protecting like that fear, like I'm ready to step into my truth and, and, and do it in a way that's still, you know, graceful not hurting anyone but just take the power from it and and spread that so yeah amazing mm. well, thank you no thank you for having me on my show <laughs> on your own show <laughs> <laughs> love letters all right love letters okay uh today's question hey jesse what's your advice for those who are yet to find their spark or the thing that provides comfort in hard times yeah i this is a good question because for me it's art but there would be plenty of people out there that just don't know what that thing is and um it could be yeah super frustrating i suppose but i think my advice would be try all the things, um, lean into, um, just, just go with the flow, <laughs> take up new sports, take up new hobbies, um, hang out with new people, take up a dance lesson. Um, and the universe has your back. You will in the most randomest of times, find something that, um, that speaks to your soul and, um, you know, travel, put yourself in situations that you get out of your comfort zone because obviously, um, yeah, there's something out there for you. And if 
the questions are already there and you're feeling the calling, that's your spark already um, asking you to come find it. So I think um, when life is just all a bit cruisy and you're, you're safe there in your comfort zone, it can be really easy to just stay there. But um, to just shake things up a little and, and make you come alive a little, I think it's good to put yourself in scenarios that, um, you know, if you're lucky enough that if chaos doesn't come to find you, maybe just put yourself in those situations where you're like, oh, meet new people or, or learn something new that, that yeah, helps you feel that exhilarating feeling of like, oh, this is, this feels alive. Like I feel alive here and, and then tap into that. Um, that's where the magic will happen. I feel so. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> Words to live your week by. Okay. For this week's Words to live your week by. I am reading another one of my poems. Um, a lot of you reached out the first week and said that you actually loved hearing me read my own poetry. So that means a lot. Um, so yeah, this one is quite fitting. Um, it's one of my personal faves and fitting for, you know, what we've just spoken about this episode. It's called Tell Her This. And it goes a little something like this. I do not have a daughter, but if I did, I would tell her this. Her worth is not defined by all the things she is not. She is everything because she is. Her existence is remarkable. The fire in her eyes may it forever aglow. She is spectacular and wonderful, truly one of a kind. She must always, always know. I would tell her to follow her heart, her sense of wonder, that deep knowing of what's in store, that womankind wisdom to not settle for a life selfless, to not be left for wanting more. More to love, more to give, more life to heart-stoppingly live the possibilities endless and grand for deep inside she knows all she is capable of her destiny in the palm of her hand for this one precious life one precious chance she cannot ever replace I would tell her to go get him fight the good fight and do it with grace for she is magical and wondrous she is every woman she is bliss I do not have a daughter but if I did I would tell her this yeah <laughs> um Thanks for listening today. It was a pleasure and I, um, yeah, really keen to hear what you think. So let me know um, via the Big Love Energy podcast. Send us a message or um, leave us a review, but really looking forward to doing um, it all again next week. Bye. I don't want just anybody. Let me treat you like somebody.